welcome to another episode of Heard You Sis. Heard You Sis. Um, I'm Chanel. I'm Brianna. On this episode, we will be talking about uh, good friendships and how to be a good friend, have a good, good friendship, find a good friend. How to maintain those friendships. How to maintain those friendships, because that's... Mm-hmm. That's not seen. I don't see, like, I don't see friendship goals anymore. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think I see people that I'm like, yeah, they're good. Yeah. Bring back those sex in the city friends. <laughs> the friend groups. The yeah, healthy friend a nice, groups. A nice, healthy friend group. Ugh, I can't. Anyway. So, let's talk about, you know, friendship first and foremost. This episode can be uh, related to female or male relationships. But uh, for this specific, um, I guess, segment, we could talk about healthy female relationships. So my question for Brianna, um, what do you think is the nugget for having a healthy female friendship? The key nugget? Um, mm-hmm. I think you both have to support one another. I think mm-hmm. you should uplift each other. Mm-hmm. Um, embrace your strengths and have good communication. I agree. I agree. Um, have you ever found it hard to, like, uplift your friend if you feel like, you know, they're in a place that, like, you're not? Like, mm-hmm. for example, um, I feel like it's healthy to, like, have a friend and be like, yeah, you know, I aspire to be like her in a way. Like, not necessarily emulate her or um, try to jock her style or whatever. But, like, seeing characteristics in your friend that you feel are, like, honorable and things that you would want to, like, better within yourself. Like, how do you keep the boundary between, like, a healthy admiration for a friend versus envy? Oh, versus envy. Okay. Um, I think that takes some um, self-awareness. Mm-hmm. To a degree, right? Mm-hmm. So you have to realize that being envious of someone is not healthy. Mm-hmm. It's not good. Nothing good is going to come out of that. And so instead of being envious or jealous, you should uplift. And, like, I think that what you put out is what you will receive. So, like, if you are bitter towards a friend for something, like, you're not opening yourself up to receive anything positive, in my opinion. And that's how I see it. So, like, if there's something that a friend has that you want, then, like, use that to, use that as personal motivation to get there. Like, what's it going to take for you to have that? Um, Or why not work towards it? You know, like, why does that have to be envy or jealousy or anything like that? You know what I mean? So, I think that, I think that also falls um, into what you initially asked me about, like, a key nugget for like a good friendship. I think it's a bonus if you have friends that motivate you to be better. Mm-hmm. And you can turn, instead of being envious, you can turn that into motivation. Nice. Mm-hmm. I like what you did there. Mm-hmm. No, that makes sense. Because I, I don't feel like, 
I don't know. I don't want to say, like, this generation or, you know, I don't want to give it a generation label, but I just feel like I don't see just, I see frenemies everywhere. You know what I mean? And to me, frenemies, like, epitomize, like, a little bit of hateration Mm -hmm. underneath the friendship surface. And I don't, I don't like that. I don't know why it's so vast, but I'd be seeing it. Yeah. And it's not cute. I have a question to follow up with that. Mm-hmm. Like, why do you think that when it comes to females or women, that there's often underlying competition? And have you noticed that it tends to usually be one-sided? Um, competition. I feel like, women these days have this, like, I don't know. I don't want to say, like, it's like a power struggle in a way, but I think that that's women in general just, or not women in general. I think this is um, undeveloped women in general thinking that only one person can be on top or only one person can have um, the... um, popularity at one time or only one person can be like in the limelight at once mm-hmm. and I think that happens when people are undeveloped like you're not you're something ain't right within you know you have Your to esteem. do a little bit of the esteem you it's not you're not you haven't spoken something into the whole. So yes. you, for some reason <laughs> yes. think that every woman is your competition and like at Y'all both can't be fly on the same day, or one has to be fly, or one has to, like, more guys than the other. And I just think that women who maybe kind of don't like themselves too much find competition with oh. other women. So they no, need love. They need a little self-love. They need self-love. They need to speak it in the hole. They need to speak it into the hole. And they need to understand that they're doing that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had a friend in, in college. Um, and, I mean, granted, we were a lot younger at the time. So I won't even, you know, come for her womanly development. But at that time, I remember going to the club or something with her. And it was her, me, and, like, our two other friends who were um, with us. And at some point in the at the end of the night, I guess in her head she was like counting how many guys we were dancing with. It was weird. We went to the club, and she I guess she was like mentally taking notes by how, how much like men each like woman was dancing with. And at the end of the night, like she pulls me aside. She's like, "Oh, I feel so sorry for so and so. Not a lot of guys were dancing with her." And I'm just like. Who thinks about that? Why is that? Who th- like, who thinks about that? And why are you comparing your number to hers? And why does your quote-unquote higher number make you better than her? Or, like, why is that even in your mind? Why are you so focused on her? We're at the club. Right. It's Get a dark. drink. Go do something. It's dark. Why the fuck are you looking at this <laughs> dubbing on how many men? Like She's, like, hiding, taking tallies in the dark. <laughs> Yo, she was in the corner. You remember the show Recess, like Randall? Mm-hmm. <laughs> in the corner, <laughs> taking fucking notes. <laughs> like, 
I think that's what women do. Like, oh, if we get a certain amount of attention from men, it makes us a little bit better than cis to our left. If, you know, uh, we have a bigger ass than the cis to our right, that makes us a little bit more acceptable, attractive, this and that. Like, I I don't know why. Because the amount of attention from guys should not define. Should never. Um... It just shouldn't Your define self-worth. any anything within a friendship. It shouldn't mm-hmm. put a friend on a pedestal or take them off of a pedestal. Yeah. Everybody can eat. It doesn't just have to be one person. <laughs> we could all eat. <laughs> and, like, I don't know why women base their, like, validation in life based off, like, male attention. Like, if you really, really, really want to take it there... There's really someone for everyone. And there's really multiple people for everyone. You see how big this fucking world is? So just there's because you met life. four guys on one day and just met one, that doesn't make you any better. Be sure the other two live in Cambodia. Like, don't mm-hmm. do that. You know what I mean? If you really, really want to take it there, there's someone for everyone. So you sitting there and, like, basing it on, you know, male attention for the day, for the night, for the week, for the year, whatever the case may be, it's so childish. Yeah. I don't know. It was very, I mean, we were, like, young. She was a younger girl, but that was my first experience with kind of, like, like frenemy ship. And I was like, oh, I didn't yeah. know we were counting. Shit. Mm-hmm. Gotta get my number up. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know bitch was counting. i feel like um when you asked me the question about like when does it become envy at Mm -hmm. first to me it sounded like you were asking if i had ever had um a friendship where it was hard to uplift that person and i don't know if you did ask that Started. I started okay. with that question and it ended with a second question. But you know, I, my short term memory is trash. But it did. I did start with that question. That's where okay. I was going. I'm so mm-hmm. happy I could recall that because it's been hard I'm these so days. I'm so glad your memory is better than mine. Wow. It's, it's, it's been bad lately, but this is good. Um, but I have had um, a moment where it was hard to uplift a friend, um, mm-hmm. not out of envy, but just mm-hmm. out of that person being on a different page in life you know what I mean and because it's a friend you don't want to be negative you don't want to put a friend down but at the same time it's hard to uplift when you yourself want something for yourself that you can't accomplish well not even that not even it's more so this is my friend we've been friends for a long time and you're doing something that's not right. And you want me to be happy for you. And I can't, I can't be. Oh. Mm-hmm. See, you know why my question sounded different to why? you? Because I was going from the point of view of you're in a place and your friend is in a better place. And it's hard gotcha. to, like, uplift them if you're... Uh. That's what I meant. Because, like... Not saying that it was hard to uplift them, but I remember coming straight out of college. I was one of the last women in a friend group that got a job out of out of college. So it was, girl, some of those congratulations with like tears coming down my oh. face. 
I remember having that now. It's been 16 months for me, but, you know, that's what I meant. It's hard to uplift somebody, you know, when you're not in the place that you wish you were, but you're not envious, but it's hard to, like, communicate that. That's where my original question was Okay. Going. Well, that could be yeah. – that question can be applied for both segments. We can come back to what I was saying later. Mm-hmm. No, we can come, come to it now. What were you saying? You, it's hard to uplift someone when you don't agree with their decision, current mm-hmm. decision. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. But, um, but true. I was going to say I don't know if I ever had an example like that, but I have. Yeah, and since we're talking about healthy friendships, I think I guess my point or what I would say to someone is if you do have a friend who's doing something that you don't agree with or you know it's not the best for them. I think it depends on the situation. I don't want to be too specific with what's happening. Um, But I'm going through this currently. And it's one of those, if you don't have something nice to say, don't say anything at all. So um, I think the best thing to do in situations like that is be there for the person if if they need you. But don't be quick to always, like, point a finger, if that makes sense. Okay. So literally be a friend. Don't try to be a mother. Try to be a parent. But don't also try to be like a negative Nancy. It's kind of hard. I don't know. Right. Because what if, what if it's like, I'm going to say something so off the wall, but I don't mean it personally. What if it's like something that consumes that person's life? You know, like a career change where now that's all they talk about. What if you're a friend with somebody you're not a fan of it, but all of a sudden they want to become a 28-year-old stripper. And you're like, I really don't like that you're about to do that, but I'm going to be your friend regardless. Mm-hmm. And then every time they see you, they talking about stripper like this, stripper like that. Is it how do you then be a friend to them when that situation that you don't appreciate has then consumed their life? Mm. Mm. especially in the in the example of being a stripper that's hard especially when they want to keep talking about it because I was going to (laughs) say that can be her life or his life and we just don't talk about it but if they always want to talk about it I don't know I think it depends on where what type of friendship you have right because I have friends that where I could be completely honest and say hey that probably wasn't smart or it probably wasn't wise I can have a friend where, like, I can say, like, I don't completely agree with it, but, like, I still love you and we can be friends. Maybe not, let's not talk about it. Is that okay to do? That's okay. I think so. I think so. Because you know what? That sets boundaries and boundaries are important in friendship. Mm -hmm. And I rather hear that my friend doesn't want to hear me, like, spew a topic every time I'm with her thinking she's okay and not knowing that inside she's burning. (laughs) Right. And I mean, not to say uh, the stripper example was an example. Not saying I'm not going to talk to my friend if she wants to be a stripper. That's not the case. Oh, no, no, Um, no, no, no. That's why I gave the disclaimer before giving the mm -hmm. example. It does not pertain to anyone's life. But I mean, it could literally be anything. It didn't have to be. I was using that example because usually like careers change your life. But also it could be a man or a woman. Your friend can be in a relationship with a person that you don't appreciate or a baby. And, or, you know, something happens that shakes up your friend's life and 
this is now a part of their life and now you have to adopt to it while mm-hmm. still being a friend. Like the mm-hmm. stripper example is really just one of a thousand. Just so no one's like, oh, they said, oh, oh no. no, no, it was just a general example. Um, yeah. I didn't want to be specific with the situation that came to mind. Right. But, um, yeah, no, I think you're right. I think you can actually, uh, present them with a boundary like hey I, I'm i still there for you I still love you but I would rather us not discuss this because we have opposing views mm-hmm. I think that's healthy and if I they don't respect that then they're not the good friends and I think that boundaries falls under embracing differences within a relationship within a friendship yeah because um, like you and I for example have differences mm-hmm. that I think if we weren't both self-aware it could cause tension sometimes I guess so to speak so mm-hmm. I I think that one thing I learned from you and from our relationship developing over the past few months is learning how to embrace differences within friendships yeah no I agree and so I agree. Like, also like learning how like we communicate which I think is key in any friendship it's like learning how the other person communicates yeah and give that a chance especially if it's a new friendship and I'm like quick with the cutoff I will say this but one thing I've learned is sometimes just give people a chance um to kind of um show you their communication style because it could look like one thing when you first meet them and little did you know they're actually like you could have met them in the most extravagant uh social place but when you like become their friend you realize how much of an introvert they are and then it could piss you off like you need to give your friends time to show you who they are and then decide whether or not it works for your communication Mm -hmm. yeah does that make sense yeah yeah okay Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, next, I want to talk about, I guess, being a good friend, or we've been talking about this, but like being a bad friend, I guess, is what I want to talk about now. Like, what are like the top five, like, no nos in like friendship? Like, when, what does a bad friend look like to you? Hmm. It's funny because this is recent. Um, <laughs> like I don't, I don't have drama often as of lately, so it was kind of hard for me to think of things. But I think one thing that's like a red flag for me is if I can sense that there's underlying jealousy, or like mm-hmm. shade, uh, or lack of support. Um, that's one, and I think another is like if everything seems one-sided. So. If you never reach out to me or, like, I'm doing all the reaching out. And, like, it doesn't have to be frequently. It can be every few months. But if it's, like, every time we do talk or every time we do see each other, it's from me initiating. Um, For me, that makes me fall back. Um, But I think mostly with being a bad friend, it's just, like, if I can sense jealousy or just, like, not good. I don't want to say vibes or energy. But, like, if you could just sense that there's something deeper going on in like, I've had a friend who it seemed like they were taking shots at me, like, every two seconds. Mm-hmm. 
and after a while I'm like okay I'm gonna fall back now mm-hmm. that's what it is for me I mean there are general no-nos in friendships of course but I haven't had any of those major things funny enough I used to be a jabby friend I didn't realize how <laughs> toxic that is as a trait <laughs> No, and I think I people think it's funny, but after a while, you see that, like, every joke has a little bit of seriousness. Yeah. Yeah. I think I lost, I think, I think I lost a friend in high school because of that. I think it was because. <laughs> Shut up. Why are you laughing? I No, she never, you know, we never spoke about it. I remember being a little jabby, but that was in high school because, you know, I had unresolved issues that I didn't speak into the whole. I didn't have self-healthy esteem. I didn't. So, I don't know. A bad friend looks like somebody with unhealthy esteem. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Because everything that you have that's unresolved is going to project Hell yeah. And you can't project stuff on other people. No, you can't. You can't. Um, I think you kind of answered my next question, but I was going to ask you, like, like, what is your worst friend story? Like, have you ever encountered someone who was, like, top ten, the worst friend you ever had? But you were talking about the jabby girl. Was that the worst friend you ever had? I don't know if that person was the worst. Um, Okay. It's, I'm definitely one of those people, like, once, it's going to take me a while to cut you off. I'm not one of those, like, quick cut you off. Okay. I'm going to give you a few chances, but once I do, I forget about you. Okay. So, that, to answer that question, I'm going to have to think deeply into my past. Um. In the meantime, I think you should answer worst friend what did they do um also in high school different girl um I think she was bad um (laughs) she was bad because she was super selfish um and I feel like you know in high school you're always selfish but I think in high school I learned um, that I don't want a selfish friend um, in an emotional sense. I don't want an emotionally selfish friend. Um, I had a friend who, like, we were friends for, like, six years, and yearly, she would forget my birthday, yearly. Um, <laughs> she would also, like, take days to call me back like if I called her on a Tuesday I probably wouldn't get a response until like a Thursday I'm like I really had a conversation with her where I was like yo you're treating me like a nigga like Mm -hmm. you're treating me the way niggas treat like women that they don't respect like Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna chase you this is a friendship I don't have to chase you for anything right um yeah she was just a mess I remember, yeah, my pet peeve is, like, forgetting my birthday, and my pet peeve is also, like, not being there um, if someone in my life dies, and she did that, too. It was just, it just got under my skin, girl. 
my uncle on my mom's side had passed away and like bitch you're gonna just ignore the fact that like I'm grieving um but um I guess I've grown now expect people to call me back immediately right (laughs) but I am still the same in terms of birthday like you can't forget my birthday yearly like write it down um (laughs) and you also can't say nothing to me when I am grieving but um I just realized that her communication style and my communication style needs weren't the same and we just didn't align plus like all of those instances to me because I'm emotional, it looked like neglect. It just seemed like neglect. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to sit here as the Leo I am. I'm not going to sit here and accept your neglect Mm because there's a thousand people that won't neglect me. You know what I mean? So I had that kind of mindset. And um, I don't know. When I feel like someone's neglecting me, it essentially feels like, you don't matter and you want to matter to your friends so that was like he was the worst friend i had well do you have more than five bad friends girl i have another story (laughs) (laughs) but that's that's another question i got another story this bitch came close she might be top one but yeah just i don't know I do, I want to share. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I want to share. Hand raise. Okay, so I had a friend in middle school, and um, it was me, her, and another girl, and we were like a trio. We were really tight, and then she ended up moving away to another state, and we stayed in touch all those years. Her mom did not like us um back when in middle school children mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and so um throughout by the time I think my first or second year in college she moved back to Georgia and so we met up and everything and everything was fine um and she was like a really close friend but I think that her mom not liking us got to her because after a while like she would text back she wouldn't reach out to either one of us um was her and her mom that close because I don't See how my mom disliking a friend would affect my relationship. I don't know. And I don't know if I really don't know what it is. I know like what has come to me has is either like her mom got to her or I know she's very involved in church and stuff. And I don't know if she became one of those people that looks down on others, but like I'm a Christian as well. So I'm just, I'm just I don't know. I don't know if it's feeling like she's better than us or her mom got to her and influenced her but Um, you think it's one of those two things yes nothing happened um I just know for years her mom didn't like us and I I feel like being in those teenage years maybe she was being rebellious by still talking to us but I think maybe as she got older she felt like she should respect her mom's decision or opinion I don't know I don't know yeah that's nonsense and um, I think that's nonsense because in middle school, this sounds like middle school for me as well, but in middle school, I actually went, I actually went to a Christian school, like a mm-hmm. private Christian school, 
And upon befriending this one girl who I would go by her parents' house. Mind you, this is sixth grade. I'd go by her parents' house, help her babysit her little sister, all that stuff. Like, my mom knew her family. Her family knew my mom. All of a sudden, it became your friendship. My friendship with you is influencing my walk with God. What? Girl, that's a direct quote. I was like, bitch, I'm in sixth grade. The fuck am I doing? Right. (laughs) I'm fucking up your walk with God. Like, so that was, I think, her parents doing. I don't know why. They probably just didn't like me. But her mom was a bitch to me after. So I was like, first of all, you, you like embraced me in your, your little roach motel of a home. Oh, God. There really were roaches. Honey, there really were roaches. But look how God doesn't bless evil. <laughs> you see how that happens? But, um, yeah, I got hit with that BS, too. So I don't, I don't know if it was Christianity or her parents. But to me, I don't think that affects a friendship either way. I think that the person... Yeah, has to have something wrong with the relationship. So I don't think you should give it all to her mom. She has to have a problem with the relationship to just let it go that way. It's it's just weird because I mean we were so t- when she moved to another state, like the way it hurt us both. Um, and so for her to finally move back here, and things to just I don't know, like not responding to text. Um, her father passed away from um I think about the stomach cancer and you know uncle has had that too and, like I reached out to her about that no response um it was just one of those things where like looking back I just feel like whatever she didn't like about me back then being 11 years old like if you really had a problem with me back then like either way I have changed and I'm an adult now and so I just mm-hmm. feel like um a chance at the at the friendship was not given Okay. That's one of my worst friend stories. It just dissipated for no given reason. I don't know. I yeah. feel like there's a little judgment behind it, whether it be from mom or from God, in her opinion. I've had two dis- um, friendships that just dissipated for no reason. And uh, the first one was the one I just told you. And then the second one, um, Literally, to this day, I still don't understand why we weren't cool or why we stopped being cool. But, um, yeah, I don't like when it ends and there's no, like, clear reason why. And it's not, like, it's not, like, mutual and it's not, like, natural. Yeah. You know what I mean? Especially when it's not mutual. Like, damn, give me a chance. Or let me speak if my it's piece. Not mutual, Tell me. And it's not natural. Like, if people naturally stop talking to each other, that's one thing. But if, like, I'm still hitting your line and you're not responding to me, that's a problem. Mm-hmm. So. That's that's one of my bad friendships. Something that has um, to wait on me for years, but I'm good now. It is what it is. Yeah, release that. Mm-hmm. I've spoken in the hole. <laughs> Very good. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my, well, what I was going to tell you before of like one of my worst or top five, the one that I said might trump the one I said before. Um, it also kind of, not only was she a shitty friend, 
but I also feel like our friendship, quote unquote, had those two other things that I said needs to be there. Like it didn't have, we didn't have communication styles that um, meshed, I guess. And we also, I guess, didn't have boundaries or didn't establish the boundaries because bitch went ham. So I will say like, in that scenario, reminds me of like just embracing differences within a mm-hmm. friendship what you were talking about before yeah. because whatever I'm gonna just tell you the story so back <laughs> in college <laughs> because I need somebody to I don't even remember if I told you this before but whatever back in college this was when I lived on campus I had a friend who I knew in high school, when we found out we were going to the same college, we were so stoked. Um, oh, she's the same one. Uh, she's the same Randall in the corner who's writing down how many people got done. <laughs> <laughs> but I should have known. I should have known something wasn't right within. I should have known. Um, so we went to the same high school. We went off to college together. We were super hyped. Because at that time, college was away from New York. So mm-hmm. we were like, okay, if anything, we'll just have each other. Um, and we were very close. Like, we were very close until I realized that she just didn't have the healthiest steam that needed to be there. And she also just, she was, she had inner hateration, which I found out later on. Um she would get mad at me. As I said, we were away from home. She would get mad at me because, like, I had the uncle, our uncle who who lived, you know, a couple miles away. So he would come and see me, pick me up. I would go back to his house for the weekend. And he would just do that because I had two other roommates. And he was like, yeah, I know you want your own room. And she would, like, damn, I don't have an uncle down here to help me. Um, I don't – I have to sit here with my roommates or – at the time, my sister had a friend who lived in that state, and he would be like, come over to my house for a home-cooked meal on Friday. And she'd be like, oh, I don't have anybody down here. And I felt bad, so I would even invite her on to come. Like, bitch, we both deserve a good meal. Like, right. We can all you know, eat. We could all eat legitimately. And um, my parents and my sister would also come down to visit me a lot. She wouldn't have anyone to come down and visit her. At this time, I still had a few of my other friendships from high school, and she wasn't cool with anyone after high school, like, had ended. She didn't keep in touch. And I also had my um, tuition paid for, thank God for Mama. And she was taking out loans in her name because her mother didn't want to take on her loans. Mm -hmm. So she was – I didn't realize she had a whole slew of – issues with me but I the whole time I'm just thinking this is my friend and you know if I can help her I'm gonna do that whole time there's underlying Um, jealousy Mm -hmm. the whole time there was underlying jealousy and I guess that came out I guess the final straw was when you know we were the you know four or five girls from like New York like real you know New York with it and because we were down south like 
everybody else was around from literally everywhere. So we met these other guys who happened to be from New York, too. So they was like, New York? We was like, New York? Ah, ah, ah. We all became friends. <laughs> and <laughs> you know how with boy-girl friendships, you know, soon enough they start splitting off into little relationships. So she ended up dating this one guy. My other friend ended up dating this other guy. I did not think anyone was attractive. I lonesome until they kind of like introduced me to one of their other friends who had lived in the area. I was like, oh, he cute. I'll talk to him. She had a problem with me talking to him because she said to me on the side like weeks later, like, dang, you talking to the cutest one. Bitch, that sounds like a you problem. <laughs> Who told you to lower your standards? You know, so I'm sitting there like, okay, whatever you say, girl. Yeah, he eyes. But um, <laughs> later I realized, you know, he and I wasn't going to work. We had different communication styles. Okay. And I ended up breaking it off with him. And did she start talking to him? Upon me doing that, Bitch, I remember we would always have lunch together. We would always have lunch together after this one English class. And after my one English class, she was like, meet me in the calf, girl. We'll have lunch. I was like, I thought nothing of it. Thought my other homegirls were going to come through. When I came to the table, it was her and him sitting at the table, just them. I said, bitch, what? Uh, she was like, yeah, we all going to have lunch. I was like, for why? She said, we could all he eat. has never... <laughs> we go... <laughs> I said, bitch, he ain't never had lunch with us before. <laughs> she, was, <laughs> she was like, uh, just because you're not talking to him doesn't mean I can't be his friend. Yes, that's exactly what the fuck that means. Right. See, different communication styles. Me thinking in my head, my friend isn't banging with this dude. I'm not banging with right. this dude. The bitch thought that was okay. And to have a private lunch, I said... I'm out of here, and I left that cafeteria, and after that day, I had never spoken to her um, because I thought she had broken girl code. I think I'm, I probably, being the me I am, I probably wrote her, like, a nasty text message, but I had never, aside from leaving campus, I hadn't spoken to her since, but that just tells you, and the thing was, we were close as fuck, and it... It just so happened in sequence because the minute that happened, maybe like two weeks later, like I, I left the school. So it wasn't like awkward on campus, but under like that's just a mixture of everything. That's a mixture of bitch didn't have boundaries. That's a mixture of we had different communication styles. That's a mixture of underlying jealousy. Mm -hmm. That's a mixture of not having selfie, self, healthy esteem. Why the fuck do I keep getting tongue tied with that? Healthy esteem. And I mean, I think she probably does beat out the birthday forgetter as worst friend I've ever had. Because why would you try to talk to him? And I knew that you were trying to talk to him because you already admitted mm -hmm. to me that you thought he was cute. You had already admitted to me that, like, I was receiving things that you didn't have, mm -hmm. like, family-wise. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, the ultimate, like, job would be to try to yeah. take my dude. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And if I'm pulling up to lunch and you sitting with dude and you like, oh, just because you're not talking to him doesn't mean we can't be friends. She said that no. when you got there. That's who. Yeah. Wow. Real bold. Yeah. So I'm like, 
Girl, shit, it was both I'm like, real, real bold girl shit. But I'm just like, okay, yeah, she might, she might actually be the worst friend I ever had because I was like, who tried to steal someone's ex? Or I don't know what we were at the time, but like, I'm sorry if I can identify his. Nah, I can't. If <laughs> I was about to say, if I could identify his penis in a lineup, but no, I couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> I can't I can't I, that wasn't me back then but um if if we, I'm sorry if we talking you just can't period right. Point blank, and it period. hasn't even been That's like it. years or anything it's just right after she was waiting girl it was right after she was plotting and anticipating damn Mind you, this is the same girl from, like, a couple episodes ago that I was, like, the guy banned her from his trap house because she didn't want to go all the way. Oh, the one that um somebody spread rumors about her? Mm-hmm. Not rumors, but he banned her from the trap house and then told everybody that she was whack because she didn't want to, like, have the Is that the same guy? Not the uh, same guy, but the same girl. But when did this guy I'm just like after the guy that banned her? It was before. Um, I told you she was she's get, broken. Not that she was getting around and not that I was judging her, but she was like a couple guys on campus could identify her vagina in a lineup. <laughs> so I don't understand why you had to go after the nigga I was talking to. Like you had so much going on. Yeah, there. You had needed, so much going on. She needed to go to campus counseling and stuff. Honey, I I just where's the girl code? Yeah. But girl code doesn't exist if your self-esteem ain't right. right. So, yeah. Really, really, really bad friendship story. (laughs) So under being a bad friend, we should talk about things that make someone a good friend. Um, Mm -hmm. And one thing that I think is important is knowing, like, which friend you have is good for what if that makes sense, and not putting pressure on a certain yeah. friend to give something that they were never even good at giving. Bitch, we talked about that the other day. When? Remember? Just refresh. Remember Just refresh. when I was telling you I was telling you that I was um, I was talking to my sister and she said Oh, about the guy. About yes. the guy that you can't put mm-hmm. pressure on the guy to be your everything. Mm-hmm. Sometimes if he falls short, you have to like rely on other people to fill those. And boys. same with friends. Like you have friends yeah. that. <clears throat> well, I know I have a I have friends where like if like the world on my shoulders, like if I like complain, I'm not gonna get much feedback. It's just gonna be she's mm-hmm. the whole. I'm going to speak it in mm-hmm. the hole. I'm not going to get anything back. Whereas, like, there's some friends where, like, someone might give me, like, a positive word. So, if I really need to pick me up, I'm not going to go to that friend. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, I think sometimes we get upset with friends for not being what we want them to be at that time. But we also have to meet them halfway and know where they are or know what they are. I agree completely. Mm-hmm. I agree completely. And I believe that we should stop putting everyone under the friend category that's true um and what i mean by that is sometimes um you can have this person that you go out with that you need a pick me up for 
and you'd be like, yeah, that's my friend, that's my friend, but you can't tell that person any of your secrets, bitch, that's your turn-up acquaintance, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, stop putting labels on people if, like, friendship means something. Like, friendship means that, like, you guys can depend on each other. Friendship means, like, this person knows things about you that aren't surface. Friendship means... um accountability you know what I mean so if you meet this one person and y'all like to go out together or you you know you talked on the phone a couple times but um you call them to bail you out of jail and they're like bitch I'm sleeping and mm-hmm. hang up the phone you can't be like oh my god what a bad friend no bitch that was your acquaintance right. so you have to check yourself and the mm-hmm. expectations that you put on other people yes so I feel like along with, you know, knowing which friend is best for which, know the difference between your acquaintances and your friends and don't give your acquaintances a bigger role than they deserve. So do you think that if there's someone that you go out with, party with, whatever, have good times with, you spend time with that person? Although it's surface level and they don't know much about like your secrets, so to speak, what would you consider that? So I'm like, that's like my homegirl, but that's not my friend. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, there's like co workers, mm-hmm. there's like homie co workers, there's my homegirl. There's my acquaintance, and then there's my friend. Like, if you're my friend, there is a certain expectation, and and like you said, just like a certain dependability. I like that dependability. Mm-hmm. There's like a certain thing that I expect from you, and you should expect from me. If we just homegirls, then I see you next Friday. Right. Let's take this shot. Like that's it. Let's take this shot. You know, you pay for one, I pay for one. Thanks, right. girl. But we're not friends. Like, there's no commonality besides for the surface. Mm-hmm. Then you don't really know what's right. up. You know what I mean? You know what's up. And I won't lie. I use the word, I won't lie. I use the word friend a lot, but I think internally I know that like I'll be like yeah that's my friend or I'll say outside like yeah meet my friend so and so but internally I know like yeah nah that's just my friend. okay you know mm-hmm. I have to keep it in section so that I don't get mixed up so I don't end up calling somebody for the wrong mm-hmm. thing you know what I mean yeah because you call someone for the wrong thing and then all of a sudden you're disappointed right. and all you really needed before was to like analyze that person's role in your life know the rules know the rules do you feel like it's harder to make friends at this age like harder than it was when we were younger I think it can be especially for like let's say you're you're working and that's all you really do like Mm -hmm. I think okay I think that it's easier to make friends, of course, as we're in school, 
including college. College is the prime time to meet like all these people, right? And then after college, mm-hmm. you get your job, and it's like, now what? How do I meet new people? How yeah. do I make more friends? Because you're not, you don't have anything going on next week but work. And then right. on the weekend, you're going to go out with the same people you know. So, like, yeah, I went through a phase where it was hard for me to make friends. Um, and I think that's why we have apps. I think um, mm-hmm. it's also, I mean, I think people look at this weird, but I haven't used it personally. But I have friends that have met each other through meetups. Like, there's, there was, like, an app called Meetup. Mm-hmm. And they mm-hmm. go. And I think that's one resource that people can use if you're really struggling to like make new friends. I think you could also use Bumble BFF. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, I definitely do think it, it, it can be hard because you're, you're not introduced to like new people as often at this age. And I think also we get into a routine to where we don't put ourselves in these situations. That's mm-hmm. true. Do you think that a follow-up, do you think it's harder to keep friends at this age than it was back then? Because I think of, when I think of when I was younger, in, like, middle school or, like, a kid, like, before teenage years, I would be like, okay, me and, you know, little Timmy have this um, commonality. Mm -hmm. Like, we have this thing that we both love to do. All right, that's my friend. Mm -hmm. Which you're saying at a very surface level, and then because you're like, okay, you're my friend, and then they're like, okay, you're my friend, then you spend more time together, and then you spend more time together, and then you spend more time together, and even if they don't like something that you like, or you don't like something they like, you're still like, I think kids are very loyal. Yeah. So they're like, I'm still gonna, I'm still gonna hang out with you, like, we just had a fight yesterday, but I really want to work it You're out. Right. Yeah. You know, I remember saying that stuff when I was younger, and I feel like these days in the in the days of apps where you could just swipe left and swipe right, I feel like people are swiping left and swiping right in their real life reality. Mm-hmm. Whereas they're like, "Oh, my nigga, you you um." You don't like the same fucking wine I do? Oh no, we can never be friends. Yeah, yeah. Uh-uh, no. And, like, they don't want to work it out. So I feel like kids were just, I think it was easier to keep friendships as a kid because even if, like, you started off, like, we both, I like blue and you like blue, now we're going to be friends. And then you built off that. And even though you, like, found differences while you were building, you were still committed to the friendship. And then there's also, like, class. It was so easy because you have class, you pass notes, you go home, you're still friends. That's it. That's all it took. (laughs) And so um, it definitely takes effort now because you don't see each other. I mean, like my best friend for 16 years, I haven't seen her in months. And that's the usual these days. I've seen her twice Mm -hmm. so far this year, maybe. But has it affected your friendship? No. It just sucks. But it mm-hmm. It is harder to um wait, what's your question? Is it harder to keep keep keep, keep. the friends okay, no, no, well, that's not it, and I was saying that it's harder to keep because people are so fickle, like they're so like, I don't like one thing that you don't like, so now it just won't work when I meant like keep, I mean like preserve mm-hmm. grow, like yeah, 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 so my um example wasn't like pertaining to your question, but I think it is 
harder for some people to keep friends because I think some people don't like like if there is something let's say something rubs you the wrong way about the person a lot of people don't care to talk about it I think Mm -hmm. that's very common these days no one cares to talk about issues or like confront situations um and then just also when we were kids we over communicated oh my goodness we were over communicating it was oh it was so pure and so real and that's why it worked yeah and I feel like so many people run away from like confrontation although it doesn't have to be so big yeah yeah and it just takes more time and effort because you're not in the classroom every day you in this damn class <laughs> seriously all you had to do was go to school and you'd see your friend every day but you're big on proximity you you definitely are but i'm like in technically to debunk what you're saying um there was always like summer summer school and summer class so you wouldn't see your friend for like three four months so what? like it had to deal with some preparation anxiety too i guess sure not me <laughs> <laughs> i just did that to play devil's advocate but but um, i understand proximity is big to you that's important you stated that earlier that that's important for your friendship well kind of it's funny because literally the people that i'm closest with none of them live where i live no one is less than an hour away from me the closest people in my life so, I don't know. I'm I'm just saying that one thing that made it easier back then was proximity. Mm-hmm. Now that we're not close, for me, none of my friends live in my city. So now that we're not close in proximity, it takes more work, which takes more like balancing your schedule. And so I think those factors make it harder as an adult to maintain friendships, especially if it's a new friendship. You know what I mean? I have... Um, another tidbit for being a good friend. I think it's Mm -hmm. um, knowing when to listen versus when to give an opinion. Um, That's very good. mm -hmm. That's super important. Because sometimes um, a friend might call to get something off their chest and then you shoot them down with something and it's like, that's not really what they needed. They just needed to air it out. Um, Mm -hmm. And sometimes that can leave that friend feeling a little, not insecure, but just a little like, um, do you know what I'm trying to say? Um, like a brush off? Like, well, it's like, damn, I just wanted to let it out. Like, I didn't need you to shoot me down, you know? Yeah. Yeah, like dismiss. Mm-hmm. It's like a dismissal of someone's feelings when you're just calling to vent and they're like, is that what you mean? Or like when the response is like, well, that's not what you should have done. You should have done this, this, and this. And it's like, okay, I didn't need to be scolded. I just needed a friend to listen. Okay. Got you. Mm-hmm. I think it's also important to respect your friend's energy yeah um I was talking to I would say a friend of mine now um we were co-workers and then we became really good friends and one thing that she said that she does which I think is so like mature and healthy if she's calling a friend and she wants to vent she'll be like are you in the space to hear me like speak right now like are you like I really like, I'm feeling this type of way. Are you in the space 
to receive it. Like, am I, are you mentally okay? I have a friend that does that And she would ask that before she, like, diverges into, divulges, divulges into, like, what she has to say in her life. Yeah, I get that. I appreciate that. Because I have one friend that does that, too. She'd be like, on a scale of one to ten, where are you right now? And when I, when she asked me that, I know that something's coming. So I just have to, you know being aware and being considerate of your friend's yeah. mental state. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's a gem. I think that's important. Yeah. It is. Do you have any friends that are outside of your age group? I guess. Funny enough, when I was younger, I used to hate having friends my age. I always had friends older mm-hmm. than me. So, but what I think, I mean, what I think as out of my age group doesn't apply anymore because I'm of a particular age. Okay. So me back then when I was like 13 and I would have like 17 year old friends or 16 year old friends to me, that seemed like just a big fucking yeah. deal. Whereas now I'm like three, four years is bitchy 31. <laughs> like, yeah. It's not, it's not as big of a deal. Um, I don't know if I would call her a friend, but, like, you know, my sister who, you know, isn't really related to me by blood. She's essentially my sister, my real sister, my blood sister's best friend. She is 10 years older than me, and I talk to her every day. Like, I would, I mean, if our relationship weren't sisterly, I mean, she could technically be considered a friend. Mm -hmm. So she's out of my age group, and she's 10 years older than me. I also have a friend who is, to me, it's kind of a lot because I'm 27, but he's 22. So I'm like, that's even Mm -hmm. different because, like, he's still going through, like, school shit. So they range, but I've I've always prided myself on just kind of being friends with everyone and just being, not being friends with everyone, but, like, not picking my friends off of age or, like, you know, color or creed or race or whatever, like, those, like, things, but, like, how do I feel when I'm next mm-hmm. to you? Like, how do I feel with you? How do I, how do I feel about our conversations? Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I have a, um, a friend who's in her late sixties. I don't know if you remember that. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> she and I used to work together and we were the only black women in the office of where we worked. So, um, now that she and I both no longer work there, we check in on each other. And I haven't seen her since I left that job a year ago. And we hung out. And I went to her house. And we had the sweetest wine ever, but it's okay. And we watched <sighs> Lifetime for like four hours. And it was great. Of course It was did. so great. We loved but, Lifetime. You know, she's also just very, like, empowering and you know, sometimes you need to be poured into by the, by the, but yeah. not to call her elderly, by the, by your elders, <laughs> not to call her old, by, I'm not she's old, because she's very youthful. By someone who's wiser, yes. that, from, by someone who has the yeah. gems. And like, we went to get lunch a few weeks later, and by the gem keepers. The gem keepers, she's sitting on a bunch of gems, and she <laughs> loves me. <laughs> That's important. That's very important. When I had, like, my first job when I was, like, 19, a lot of my coworkers, the closest 
coworkers I had to me were the older, like much older black women. And those are the only people I wanted to talk to. They were mature. They were, their esteem was right. And they, they're balanced. They weren't like ready to pop off like everybody else. Um, and they knew what the fuck they were yep. doing, so they could tell yep. me. She used to be like, "Come, come so. to the bank with me. Let's talk." She'd be like, "Look, I see you've been down lately. <laughs> Don't let these people get under you." She just give me pep talks. It was great. I love it. Yeah. So that's important. Yeah, age doesn't matter. It. Re- I'm so adamant that age doesn't matter. It really matters about the energy you have to watch who your energy goes up around and watch who your energy goes down around and if your energy goes up around them they're probably a yeah like how do they make you feel that's mm-hmm. it and and watch how you make other people feel that's important yeah. too but that comes with mm-hmm. which is i think the overarching theme in all of our episodes that keeps coming back up <laughs> it always Be comes back yes so one thing that we wanted to introduce was a segment called growth growth. Growth growth. Oh, yeah, I said it too fast. Growth growth. <laughs> <laughs> and um I think we're going to start doing this more frequently but um I think that with each episode we have um a theme or um, an idea that we should focus on to better ourselves or improve ourselves. Um, so I think for this episode, the growth growth mm-hmm. should be healthy esteem. Mm-hmm. I agree. Oh, God, I just thought of like my Jamaican mother <laughs> when she like really agrees with something. <laughs> <laughs> but healthy esteem, that's very important. Yeah. So let's anyone listening, maybe um, take a moment to reflect and to make sure that you don't have any insecurities that you are projecting onto your friends. Make sure, see if there's anything you need to speak into the hole and just work on, just work on yourself. That's what growth growth is about. I agree. Is that your conclusion, Bree? It wasn't. <laughs> it sounded very it sounded very, very, very you know sleep on out. It. yeah like here's the yeah nugget. like right so i'll give you a two-piece nugget, nugget. A two-piece nugget so one nugget okay. is growth growth right so selfie healthy esteem now i'm doing it um mm-hmm. but i think the main thing from this episode is to just make sure that you have friends and people around you that support you and that love you and that embrace you and then make sure that you give that same energy and that requires healthy esteem. So it all comes in full circle and there's no need for competition and to just make sure that you are being healthy to yourself and that will spill out into your friendships. I love that. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Um, I wrote a closing remark. In order to foster healthy relationships, you have to maintain a healthy relationship with it. Yeah. Speak positivity into yourself and make sure that your friends are speaking the same into you and vice versa. 
don't just think that because you're a good person, fucked up people won't latch on to you as well. You have to stay woke. Understanding that, that you're a prize and making sure that the people around you walk with that same energy is essential. Bad bitches unite. Her Jesus. Her Jesus. <laughs> Guys, uh, thanks for listening. Thanks to yeah. everyone that supports us. Make sure you're following us. We appreciate it. On Instagram at herjesus underscore pod. You can also message us and tell us like the gems that we drop in your life. Give I, us I feedback. Like that. I like we it. Need to, I like we it. Need to know. And even if we're not doing something that you want to see us do, like tell us that yeah. too. Like that keeps us going. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Thank you guys. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye.